Hi, I'd like to welcome to the show Jared, who is a baseball player in the Blue Jays organization. Hope you all enjoy. Hey, what's going on, guys? My name's Jared, uh, Jared Accessory, and I'm a pitcher in the Toronto Blue Jays organization. Uh, Jake, thanks for thanks for having me on, man. You're welcome, man. Um, I have some questions for you, if that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Man. Can't wait to can't wait to answer. Okay. How did you feel when you got your name called by the Blue Jays in the 17th round in the June MLB draft? It was pretty. Uh, it was a pretty good feeling, man. Um, I was with my family. Um, it was actually the uh, the day after my sister had graduated high school, so um, it was it was fun celebrating her. Um, I didn't expect to get a, a call that second day when she was getting uh, you know her kind of. Uh, ceremony, um, but it was that day after that. You know, we were all together. Um, I, I didn't really watch too much. It was just kind of the uh, the tracker going on, not much on uh, MLB Network. Um, but I was definitely a little anxious, uh, a little nervous, just because you know it was something that was so important to me and still is. Um, and just uh, made a lot of sacrifices to to get to that point. And um, once I got uh, that phone call and I saw my name pop on the screen, um, it was. A lot of feelings, a lot of emotions um, that I was trying to uh, kind of capture, and I was glad I was there with my family. Yeah, that's good. Um, not everyone gets the opportunity to be drafted, so I'm sure that was a good feeling. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. It was um, definitely uh, an opportunity that I had really strived for, and uh, I'm really happy uh, that I, I got to you know go through that opportunity, and, and you know here I am right now, so it's awesome. Yeah, that's good. Um, so when did you start playing baseball? Man, I, I mean, to my knowledge, when I can remember, probably five or six, my dad might say something different. He he probably put a bat in my hands when I was like three. So definitely been playing baseball for quite literally my whole life. Uh, so we'll, we'll say, you know, about 20 or so years. Um, and I've definitely enjoyed, you know, just about every second of it. Um, but, yeah. That's good, yeah. So um, did you play any other sports growing up? Yeah, I, I did. Uh, I, I definitely tried a little bit of soccer when I was younger. I swam a little bit. Uh, didn't succeed too much with that. Don't really have a swimmer's body. Um, but, no, I, I played uh, basketball until I was about eighth grade, uh, like organized basketball. Um, ended up breaking my finger, and I was like, you know what? I don't really care about basketball as much as I do baseball. Um, thought about maybe playing fo- football in high school. Um, definitely wasn't big enough for that. Uh, so again, stuck with the uh, only sport and baseball. Um, but I, I mean, I'd play recreationally with my friends, like throw the football around, shoot some hoop, um, stuff like that. But yeah, pretty much just baseball for you know uh, recreational or just organized sports. That's good. I'm glad you like to play other sports with friends too. That's cool. Yeah. How about you? Do you like to do that? Yeah, I like to play sports. That's awesome. So, how did you like your coaches with the Dunedin Blue Jays in the season you played in 2019? Yeah, so in 2019, I we that's when we had short season affiliates. Uh, back before, um, they kind of cut all those teams out. So yeah. I played initially. I went to Bluefield. Um, that was the Appalachian League. Uh, so I had I had some awesome coaches there. Um, I had Hurtado and I had Lazo as my pitching coach, and, and those guys were so encouraging. Um, and it was a, a lot of us from our draft class that played there, and uh, they were just really helping us get acclimated to professional baseball um it was it was a ton of fun playing for them um and you know they're just kind of making things easy and light um and it was it didn't really feel like so much of a chore every day it just kind of felt like uh everyone was kind of 
going to the ballpark, having some fun, um, you know, being competitive every day. Um, and then eventually I got to go to uh, Vancouver and, and have some uh, coaches that were awesome as well um, in such a great environment uh, that that area is. Um, they're so immersed with their fans um, that, you know, it's, it's easy to, to enjoy it. Yeah, that's good. So um, how do you like your teammates of Denny and Blue Jays? Yeah, oh man, they were, they're awesome. Um, it definitely, uh, it's been a while since I've been, you know, in that team atmosphere, um, obviously with that COVID year and then rehabbing last year. Um, but, you know, they were so much fun. Um, it was it was a new experience for, for a lot of us. Um, there are a lot of American guys, a lot of uh, Latin American guys. Um, so kind of, Breaking that language barrier was a t- was uh, definitely a challenge at first, but um, you know everyone's such a, a good um, down to earth type of person. Um, you know we're all there, kind of doing one thing. We want to you know play baseball. We want to win. We want to get better. Um, and we kind of just uh, got to know each other along the way. Um, and and I'm still friends with a, a handful of them today, even if I haven't played with them since 2019. Um, so it's. It's definitely guys that, you know, you want to connect with and, and be together with. That's good. Um, so um, do you have any hobbies other than playing recreational sports? Um, I definitely, a lot of my hobbies may re- revolve around sports. Um, seasonally, when it's, you know, football season, uh, I play fantasy football. That's a that's a big hobby. I'm sure you, you play fantasy sports. Yeah, I um, do. I don't. play them all. You play fantasy basketball, fantasy football, all that? In baseball, I'm excited for fantasy baseball. I think my team's looking pretty good this year. Yeah? You, did you already have your draft? Yep. That's awesome. Who, who, what are some top guys that you might have? I have, um, well, I traded for Adley Rutschman, but he's a non-roster invitee. I'm hoping he makes his debut sometime this year. I have J.D. Oh, yeah. Martinez. I have Sonny Gray. I have, um, I've, I believe I have a... A good third baseman. I have a good shortstop. I have already Osores, which just got traded, and I'm hoping he's going to be good with the Mariners. So, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that's um, that's exciting stuff, man. That's that's fun. It keeps you in the game. Um, you know, you kind of you're watching every day. Um, I remember I played a handful of times back when I was in in high school, and I just haven't gotten really back to it, but. Um, man, it was a ton of fun, especially with, with a group of people. I do a lot of leagues. I have like 10 on, I have a couple of different accounts. So I have 10 on one account, 10 on another account. And then I have a couple other ones I do too. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you, I mean, you love, you love sports. You love the game. You love mm-hmm. baseball. I'm sure you do the same with, with football and basketball. It's fun. It's fun to keep yeah. up with it. Um, I'm glad that they have it too. And then when I'm doing March Madness right oh, yeah. now, and I have a bracket game with my buddies, and um, it's going good. I'm excited for the tournament tonight for the first four games starting tonight, and then two more games tomorrow. Yeah, I know. I think um, I think like Wyoming plays tonight, and, and someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. I'm gonna fill out my bracket once I uh, see those two teams uh, or those two games, but. Uh, mm-hmm. Who do, you, who do you think will win this one? Um, I don't think it's going to be Baylor since the, the like usually so. people don't repeat. I'm hope I'm hoping it's Gonzaga, but like I would like to see like a Kentucky or Duke win it because since it's Coach K's yeah. final year with Duke, I wouldn't mind like some other teams like um like uh like a, a underdog team wouldn't be wouldn't be bad or like Kentucky yeah, or Duke or Gonzaga is like my favorite right now or I wouldn't I wouldn't mind seeing like a UConn win it either because I'm I live in Absolutely. Connecticut and um they I would be that would be great for them. 
um, if they can win it all. So I, I'm rooting for everybody, but um, I know people got to get eliminated, but I'm just hoping a good team wins it. I don't care if it's an underdog. I don't care if it's like a top-seeded team. It just has to be a good any team I'm fine with because it will be good for any team, whoever wins it all. Yeah, no, that's – yeah, you said it. What happened? Yes, I mean it's it's better when it's really competitive, and I'm I'm sure you are too. Um, I I mean I, I haven't filled out the bracket yet. I I was actually fortunate to go enough to go uh to the, like the SEC semifinal games a few days ago, and Tennessee looks pretty good. They uh they look like a, a tough team to be right now, and yeah. I think the three seed was a little low for them. I think they should maybe have been a two seed. Yeah, well, um, hopefully you enjoy the tournament. Um, my next question is, um, do you have any favorite sports teams? Probably the Blue Jays because they employ you. But yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. No, yeah, Blue Jays is is uh definitely a top priority, and it's fun. It's fun too when you're around these guys. Um, you know, big league spring training just started uh, a few days ago, and um, just being able to see those guys and and you want to root for them to do well, just because they're kind of representing your organization. Um, so it's easy to kind of stand behind them, um, you know, but when I go away from baseball in terms of, you know, sports, uh, like football, I'm a, I'm a huge Colts fan. Uh, I grew up, uh, a now I guess commanders fan. Um, my dad grew up in, in Northern Virginia and kind of doctored me into the, the fan base, but I kind of branched away. I uh, mm-hmm. wasn't really a fan and, um, I was always a huge fan of Andrew Luck. So I've just been keeping my loyalty over there in uh, Indianapolis. So it's it's been a it's been a fun few years. That's good. I'm a big Giants fan. It's been um couple rough oh, nice. rough seasons for a long a long time since 2012 we haven't won, but I'm hoping now for a new coach and new GM and basically new everything. Hopefully maybe in a couple of years we'll finally turn the tide and get better. Yeah, that would be awesome. My one of my uh really good buddies from college uh He's a huge Giants fan. He grew up in the area, so I know um, he's eager to, to get back to the winning ways, and I love talking to him about uh, what what the Giants need to do. What do, you, like, what do you think? Maybe add a receiver or two or, or maybe see what Daniel Jones can do? I think first get rid of Jones after this year because okay. we're not going to extend him. So whether that's signing a top free agent for a quarterback or trading yeah. for a quarterback, I would like to see Saquon Barkley in a deal to get a quarterback and then maybe yeah. an- maybe get a top wide receiver because I don't think Saquon's going to play with the Giants after this year because they might not resign him. They he, he took one more year because what happened with his contract is they um what they did is they added another year but um they they didn't they just didn't um they didn't restructure anything but they added another year so after this year i think he's done because i don't know what they call it but um they did something so he stays a giant for one more year so i'm hoping if you just build a a, a good o-line you get a more, more yeah. get more weapons you maybe get the defense more pieces then i think we'll be good but it's gonna take a lot of work but we're gonna be rebuilding but i know it'll take time so, yeah, no, that's you said. I mean, yeah, you you definitely follow them a good bit, and that's that's kind of exactly what what they need to do. And they're starting with the O line. I think they signed like three guys the last two days. Yeah, they did. Um, one of them, Mark Lewinsky, he, he's from the Colts. He's pretty good. So, um, there's there's definitely going to be protection for for Daniel Jones this year. Yeah, that hopefully we'll get a better backup because Mike Glennon and uh, Jake Fromm doesn't cut it at the backup position since Daniel Jones was injured half of last season and they just didn't work doing production-wise good. 
No, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, there's just not enough experience slash skill, you know, in the, those two guys. Um, so yeah, you definitely need need to get someone else to to back him up. So yeah. I agree. So um, do you um, what is your typical day like, like as a baseball player during the season, Jared? Um, so I can I'm uh, I can actually take you to maybe uh, through two uh, through two days because you know one day I've been rehabbing. So if that's okay with you, last year was all rehab and. And then 2019 was was playing. So um, as for 2019, when I was playing, um, you know, the, the most of the games are at night. So we're uh, we're ending late. So we're kind of waking up later, um, just trying to get some extra sleep. So get up, you know, around 10 or, or something like that, grab some breakfast. Um, and then honestly, just kind of hang around, maybe uh, chat with you know, some family, uh, maybe the girlfriend or maybe some friends back home um, and then kind of head to the ballpark. Um, around like one or two, just kind of go in, um, you know, maybe see what you got for the day, what the schedule kind of looks like. Uh, it's pretty structured when you get there, um, kind of what times you maybe have a lift, uh, treatment, throwing. Um, there's always batting practice. Um, so, you know, we got to shag for that, see what groups we're in when we're throwing. Um, but typically, you know, maybe get there, get uh, have like a snack or something like that, um, kind of get dressed, maybe go uh, – go to the weight room, do some prep stuff. Um, so we'll have our segmented times to throw and then, uh, we'll shag BP and then, you know, come back in, kind of unwind. Um, there should be, you know, some sort of meal for us. Um, then I think, you know, about 45 minutes before game time, there's, uh, some pregame work. Uh, and then, you know, around seven, six thirty, depending on where you're playing. Um, that's kind of when you're starting your game. Um, and that's, you know, that's pretty constant. That's uh, a kind of a daily thing. And then, you know, after the, after the game, there's maybe some, you know, another meal, maybe a snack, um, maybe you grab some food with the, with the guys and then uh, kind of head back to the hotel or, or maybe the apartment, wherever you're at. Um, so yeah, it can be, it can be like a longer day, but it kind of just goes by quick. Um, especially when you're, uh, you kind of with your, your buddies and, and you're kind of just, you know, working and, and, and competing for, for a win every day. That's good. So, are you a relief pitcher or starter? I'm a starter, or at least as of you know, 2019, last time I competed, yeah, I was a starter. Um, but sometimes what happens when you're uh, newly drafted and, and you're kind of going through that short season with the organization for the first time, um, you'll draft a lot of guys that are starters or long relievers. Um, so, there's guys that I would split, you know, either start the first four innings of one game um, or relieve the, the second four innings, uh, of the other game. Um, so just kind of depends. I, I'm more kind of, uh, drifted towards that starter role. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that's kind of what, what, uh, I succeeded most in. Um, and that was one, one guy I kind of enjoyed. Um, I like, like kind of taking control of the game. It's fun. Uh, and I like that routine beforehand. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so as of right now, I would say a starter. That's good. So um, when you're not starting, like, are you in the dugout cheering for your teammates and trying to, like, scout the other team, kind of see, like, what they're doing and what they're about? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, one thing that's – it's fun. It's definitely – you can be um, in the dugout as a pitcher. You can be in the dugout. You can be in the bullpen. Um, whatever you're doing, you're you're rooting on your teammates. You're rooting on your guys that are competing because, um, you know, you, you want to go, go to war with them. Even though you're not playing, you want to – see them see them succeed um and so yeah also we are kind of um looking at like tendencies of guys like you know say 
if I'm going to play against a, a team that series. Uh, I know they do six games now, so in likelihood, everyone's going to pitch against that team. Um, you know, you'll be sitting next to another pitcher, maybe another hitter, noticing uh, kind of what the other team's hitters are doing or maybe where they line up a, uh, as an infielder or outfielders. Um, you're always looking for, like, that competitive edge to kind of see if you can, you know, apply to your, your game the next day or, and just kind of learn uh, learn by example of what you're watching. That's good. Yeah, and um, I finally found I finally have the word for what happened with Saquon Barkley. They picked up his fifth year option, so that means he has another year. But I'm a bit, I'm a huge Saquon fan. It's just yeah. it's just I, I he he's injury prone, and I like him in New York. I just don't think his production is where we want it to be. So I I I hope we keep him. But after this year, if we can trade him for a top quarterback, I would. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. no, I think. Um, you, it's a quarterback league, and if you just have an offensive line that can maybe protect a, a little bit of a, a running back and, and a top-tier talented quarterback, you guys might be in, in business, you know? Yeah. So um, I'm glad that you got the opportunity to start in 2019. So um, so like on days you don't start, like it's like the same routine. All you do is you um, you just um, you just you just stay in the in the bench celebrating your teammates. Yeah. Um. I mean that. So like that. That's the, the game portion of our day. Um, that, that like starts, you know, whether it's six thirty seven when whenever that is. Um, but our routine kind of changes. Um, like each day with throwing, you know, we still have to get our work in. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. When we're not pitching, um, you know, we might have a bullpen that day or uh, maybe no throwing that day, maybe a lift. Um, yeah. But you know, when we have those segmented times to get our work in, it might not be throwing, it might not be lifting, but it's definitely a combination um, of a few things that we have to get in um, before the game kind of starts. Um, so it's like work before the actual game. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we're not playing every day, but we're definitely getting our work in. And then, you know, once that six thirty, seven o'clock hits, um, we're, yeah, we're out there rooting for, for our buddies, for our teammates, um, just, you know, trying to get a win for, for whoever we're playing for. That's good. So, um, do you have a favorite baseball memory? Oof. I mean, there's so many, um, I've had so many baseball memories that have meant so much from when I was little, um, up until now. And it's been with, you know, so many people and I, I go on and on, but I think, it kind of just goes back to a more recent memory in 2019, the one you asked about um, just being drafted. Um, I think um, it was just like not not necessarily a sigh of relief, but just more or less just kind of, um, I guess, a product of a lot of hard work and dedication and, and sacrifice that um, I was definitely extremely proud of. Um, and it's, it's definitely one of the more important memories uh, and moments of my life to this point. Yeah, that's good. And I'm um, so like since you're rehabbing now, um I know your experience is different like from the guys that are currently playing, but like once you wrap up your rehab, do you think they'll assign you to affiliate? Yeah, I mean that's that's definitely the hope. Um yeah. Yeah, I'm kinda going through a bullpen progression right now. Um I'm nearing the end, just kinda building up intensity, volume, all that stuff and hopefully facing hitters soon. Um and yeah, no, I do hope that, you know, once 
once I get to that healthy spot, um, that they are confident enough to me to, to face hitters and get outs and, and do what's best for wherever they send me. Um, so yeah, that would, that absolutely be, uh, the, the goal. Yeah, that'd be good. So like, would you describe yourself like as more like a, um, like a, like, what are your pitches? Like, do like, um, do, what do you describe yourself? Like more like a fastball guy that can put away guys or like, do you throw faster or like, do you say you throw slower? Like what's like your average speeds? I would say I'm more of like a finesse pitcher, kind of uh, like, you know, guy just mixes up the speeds. Um, I don't throw much harder than 91, 92. Um, I'm around that 88 to 92 range, um, just kind of painting the corners or uh, heavy sink on the ball. Um, but my my best pitch is, is my changeup. It's something that I've grown comfortable with, uh, I think, ever since I was like 12, whenever my you know, Little League coach taught me it. Um, and it's been something that's just stuck with me since, and I've learned to kind of mess with it, mix with it over the years as I've caught, I've gotten more comfortable with my game and, and kind of figured out what my arsenal is. Um, and especially as a, as a starting pitcher, um, you need to use all three, all three pitches. And so kind of not just using them as a, uh, as a show pitch, but just kind of using them in different ways, different scenarios. Um, and it's fun. It's a fun pitch to, to uh, mess with, but it's also, uh, it's extremely hard because it's such a, a fine-tuned type of pitch. So um, your changeup is your best pitch, but what are the other pitches you throw? So I throw a, a forcing fastball. It just uh, it, it sinks a little bit. Um, wouldn't necessarily call it a full-on sinker, um, but it just does. Uh, it runs, especially with my three-quarter lower arm slot. Um, and then I have a breaking ball that I. It's a traditional curveball grip. But it's not one that you know necessarily has a slider uh, shape to it or a curveball shape. It's just kind of uh, a sweeping slurvy motion. So it's kind of one that I can manipulate whether I want it to go a little bit more horizontal or uh, or more, more vertical. Yeah. So um, like as a pitcher, are you always thinking about how you can develop a new pitch and then maybe have yeah. a new pitch to your arsenal eventually? Like once you perfect it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've like obviously. You know, being hurt, it's hard to work on a lot of things, especially finessing with or, uh, pitches. So one thing that was a goal of mine before I got hurt in 2019 was to kind of develop a cutter because I have a lot of pitches that go to the right side and go away from hitters or go into hitters. But um, one thing I don't have is a harder pitch that goes, you know, into lefties. Uh, so that cutter pitch was one I was trying to work on. And uh, I think one that I definitely will uh, – kind of mess with, with once I'm fully healthy and I have a, a lot of feel with my, my three main pitches. Um, but yeah, the main focus would be just for right now is to kind of get back and get familiar with all three pitches as I you know face hitters and then probably develop that cutter uh, a little bit down the road if I can. Yeah, that's good. So um, do you have a favorite lifetime memory? Wow. Yeah, lifetime memory? Man. Um I don't know. I mean, a lot of them around, revolve around baseball. Um, I think favorite ones. I mean, yeah, I, I don't think I have a real favorite one. I think one um, that um, I guess an accomplishment more so, if that's if that's acceptable, is uh, I actually I graduated the college back in August, um, and that was one that I was pretty proud of uh, because it's just something that I had always been balancing baseball and school, and um, I think that. You know, putting in a lot of time and effort, especially through baseball, is is an accomplishment. 
and a memory I think um, I'll definitely cherish for for a long time. Yeah, that's good. Thank you. Uh, what about you? Do you have a, do you have something that you kind of cherish with? Well, I want to get into broadcasting, so that's why I started the podcast. So I'm hoping ESPN will listen to it someday, and um, that's my main goal. I'm sure. Yeah, that's awesome. No, podcasting is is definitely a thing that I love, um, and I, I think the hardest thing to do is get st- getting started with it. Um, I'm definitely impressed with with how many people you've uh, you've interviewed. I definitely I looked on your Spotify page, and it, it's awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm it's it's just a really cool thing. So I hope I, I hope I can get into to podcasting one day soon too. Yeah, thanks. And um, so um, my next question is, um, what advice would you give to like other baseball players, like whether that's college players, little leaguers, high school players, other other people in baseball? Yeah, absolutely. Um, just enjoy the guys that you're with, um, and definitely make the most of of each each scenario and situation. Um, I think that. A lot of the times uh, when you're striving to reach a goal, you want things to move faster than they really do. Um, I think you want to kind of get out of the moment that you're in and keep progressing and go to the next step. Um, But I think that when you kind of take a step back and admire and maybe um, just realize what you've done to this point or maybe what you've accomplished to that point um, is, is super important because you know, a lot of these sacrifices, they go unnoticed. And the only way they're going to be noticed is if you kind of take take a step back and, and really, you know, recognize what you did. Um, so I think whatever age you are, just enjoy what you're doing um, and just and keep working hard. And I think, you know, you'll find, uh, find some happiness through it. That's good. That's good advice. And um, so my, my last question is, um, and then I have stuff I like to discuss with everyone off cam off uh recording but um my last question is like what do you do in the off season to stay in shape i know that that might be different with you because you're rehabbing like but um like a lot of guys like what do they typically do like because i know does the team provide stuff for you guys to do or like how does that work yeah absolutely yeah so what's awesome um with our organization with the blue jays is every strength coach every nutritionist you know they they kind of give you a plan uh, it goes from the training room to the pitching coaches to um, train. Like everyone is all involved in trying to get you a plan, um, and it, it's stuff that obviously you know most guys will be at home. Uh, they're away from their families for so long. So in an off season, it's so crucial that guys get to go home and, and really spend time, even some downtime. You know, not really doing anything. Um, you know, for a few weeks, maybe a month, uh, just kind of giving your mind and body. Uh, a rest just cause it's a long, it's a long, long year. So, um, to stay in shape, uh, you know, you, after you take that time off, um, it's good to kind of just get back in the weight room, just get your body moving. Um, always doing a little bit of cardio here and there. Um, and then kind of, as you get more towards, you know, playing shape as, as spring training comes, you're doing a little more cardio to stay in shape just because, you know, your body is going to be, you know, asked of a lot. Uh, you're always moving, doing stuff, um, and competing at a high level. So, um, just staying in good shape is, is eating right, not really letting your diet go to go bad, um, getting in the weight room, doing all that stuff, and just kind of staying on top of um, sleep, uh, eating, your weight, all that stuff. Um, I think a, a ton goes into it. Yeah, that's good, and um, I'm actually a Red Sox fan, and I know the Red Sox battle the Blue Jays a lot, and um, I think that um, the Blue Jays are actually going to be pretty good this year, and um, I'm hoping the same for my Red Sox because they both made a lot of moves that will help the organizations. Oh yeah, yeah, the the Blue Jays have been uh, have been signing guys. Uh, obviously, they signed a few guys before the lockout. 
Um, and then they've signed a few guys after, and it's been awesome to see uh, them trickle in as as uh, um, as the camp starts for them. Because you know you, you see these guys on TV, and, and they're doing so well, and they're um, playing at such a high level. Um, you know, it, it's fun to see those high caliber guys, you know, in the same building as you. Um, and yeah, it's definitely going to be a competitive division all around. Red Sox, Yankees, Rays, Jays, Orioles. I mean. It's just going to be a competitive one. I think it always is, um, and it's going to be exciting to see you know who ends up uh, on the top. The Red Sox definitely made some crucial moves. Yeah, and um, I think the Blue Jays are going to be pretty good with them bringing in some key pitchers they needed. Then they re-signed some guys. They brought back a couple key guys, so it should be a fun season to watch. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they, they made some noise last year. Um, you know, fell, fell a little bit short, and I think they won 89, 90 games. Um, something like that, uh, and and they're they're nowhere near their ceiling. I, I think there's a ton of potential. Um, they're young. There's a lot of guys that are uh, making a lot of noise, and I think it's going to carry into this season. Um, it's going to be really fun to watch. Yeah, some of the guys I like watching on the Jays are Boba Shat, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. They also have uh, the 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 son that's re- related to. Um... Oh, the, Kevin Biggio. Yeah, Kevin Biggio. His his yeah. uh yeah his uh his dad played with the Astros organization and um they have like Absolutely. they have their young team but I think the pitching staff's gonna be good this year and then the offense is always really good on that team when you have Vladdy Jr. like who has so much power and is a great hitter all around and he's just a great generational talent of the game. Yeah. No. I mean. Yeah. You said it. It's it goes from pitching to defense to offense. I mean. I think if you look at the rotation on paper, it's it's definitely up there as, as one of the best, if not the best in, in the bigs. Um, it's it's a scary rotation to face uh, one through five. You know, it's it's something that um, you definitely dream about as an organization because that's that's the anchor. You know, you, you feel comfortable with uh, with those guys going each and every day. Um, and, and not to only, you know, back those guys up, you got the hitters that are, are given run support, uh, great defense. I think the uh, – the offense was one of the best last year too, so it's like it's just a it's a fun team that's going to be explosive, uh, and they're going to be a hard out, and I think they're going to you know be able to win a lot of games. So I know the Blue Jays much mean a lot to you because they drafted you. So like, how is it like? Like, do you got do you and the organization all share that same goal? So one day, hopefully, they you get the call and you've been promoted to the big leagues. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's a mutual feeling. Um, I think you know. Everyone who got drafted, um, who has been drafted, um, you know, they're there for a reason. They've showed, you know, the team or the organization that drafted them that, you know, they have a, that potential to uh, to eventually help them in the long run and, and be in that, that organization and be at the top. Um, and I think, you know, obviously it's been a little bit of a bumpier road. Um, obviously, COVID was a whole, un, like kind of an anomaly of a year um, for everyone. But, you know, missing last year was definitely not... Um, the easiest but you know hopefully um you know i'm coming out of the rehab and and being able to to get an affiliate and then you know hopefully work my way up but um just yeah it's, it's kind of like a day-by-day process and i think that um you know a lot of people are are trying to include myself obviously to help me get back on the field yeah people are just as good baseball players as they are people Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then, like, um, how it works in the minors is you start, like, there's no more short season. So what you do is you start with a low A, then you go mm-hmm. to high A, then you go to double A, then you go to triple A, and then it's the big league. 
So it, everyone's experience is different. Like some guys I interview in my podcast, I I haven't interviewed a triple guy, triple A guy yet, but I interviewed as as high as double A. So like um, so like I'm hoping like some of the guys I interview get promoted to triple A, and then that's the that's where you want to be is triple A, and then from there once you're at triple A, it's only one call away. Right. Yeah. It's it's a it's a crazy uh, it's a crazy roller coaster of a, a career. You know, you can you you could even go that you know low A double A uh, or low A high A double A triple A route. You could go you know right to double A. I mean, it's you know it's been so crazy in the last two years. Um, it's it's been hard to predict. Um, but I think it's just about maximizing your opportunity wherever you're uh, wherever you're sent. And um, I think just you know playing as hard as you can and, and trying to win each each day and and. Um, after that, it's it's pretty much out of your control. Yeah, then um, yeah, you can't control where you're placed in affiliate. But one part of the game of baseball is like some minor leaguers do get released, and that's a really bad feeling. Cause I had a couple guys I interviewed that are former players now. I think one retired or one got released. I don't know the whole logist- logistics of it. Cause they one of them still on the on the website on MLB dot com. One says retired. That's right, mm-hmm. and one says released. So I have like three guys that are no longer playing so like one actually the chase g chase uh chase elig the guy interviewed with the yankees he made it to triple a and then when he got to triple a somehow he got released or stepped away but that's okay i guess they didn't see him as the catcher of the yankees future catcher but he was a great guy to interview and it's fun picking his brain but like if like say if you get released i would hope someone would give you another opportunity and pick you up because like sometimes that happens i know with more who you're close friends with uh Zach Moore, he got released by the Cubs, and the Brewers gave him another shot. So like, there is there is life after baseball. But like, if you're still dedicated to the game and you get released, you gotta try to get picked up by somebody. So, yeah. Absolutely, no, yeah, that's that's a perfect way to look at it. And I think there's a there's a ton of people, um, like you just said, you know, Zach is one of them. Um, where you know maybe just didn't work out with one organization, um, and then obviously there's that that drive and that uh, motivation to try and get back to a team. And I, I don't think he was even close to done playing. Um, and I think he still knew that he could give a lot to another organization. And obviously, yeah, like you said, the Brewers, they, they called him and they signed him and, um, you know, hopefully he gets to, uh, you know, make the most of his opportunities over there. And, and I, I love watching him to, or we'll love watching him play. love talking to him. Um, and I wish, I wish him the best. So yeah, that, uh, that opportunity is awesome for him. That's good. So I'm, um... That's Jared. I'm Jake. Thank you for tuning in to Jake Sports Talk. Hope you all enjoyed and learned what from learned from what we discussed. God bless. I'm out. Peace.